My friend, we cannot keep this a secret any longer. Let us punish the guilty. Let us reward the innocent. My friend, can your heart stand the shocking facts about... Hi friends, welcome to Why Bloody Valentine. I'm Rich and I'm here with Carolyn. Hi. And we just watched 10 Things I Hate About You. Honestly, we probably didn't have to watch this movie. I mean, it had been a while. I, as I was watching it, I obviously remembered a lot of it because I pretty much have it memorized. But there were things said that I remember when I watched it when I was younger that I didn't understand it. And mm-hmm. now I do. Yeah, um, I'm glad we watched it. It has been a while. It has been too damn long yeah. since I've seen this movie. That's right, though. It's a rom-com revenge, and fingers crossed we have no more audio issues this week because I do not want to cry. I am sorry. I don't know what happened. But if it keeps happening, I will make a large investment in the audio for this podcast. And apparently cry. Cry makes me sad like i take a lot of pride in the audio at least being reasonable even if i even if i suck on the podcast i would like my work to be good mm-hmm. like from a technical standpoint so it does really it really bums me out and makes me sad when like the audio sucks and shit like that i see this might be the first time we were recording in the early afternoon very weird to me but i'm kind of hyped up so i think i could get used to it okay i don't hate it so shall we get into the cast? Yes. Julia Stiles leads off as Cat Stratford. I was a cat guy. I was a Julia Stiles guy. Julia Stiles guy, yeah, girl. Julia Stiles girl. Mm-hmm. She is obviously portrayed as the less hot sister here, but in my opinion, no. get fucking real. Are yeah. you serious? <laughs> like, no. She might not be like the classic bombshell that you think of when you think of like Hollywood yeah, hotties but or whatever. Yeah, between those two sisters, Fuck. cat all the way. Julia Stiles is gorgeous, uh-huh. and I will fucking fist fight you over it. Not you, you in the audience. If you, yeah, you wouldn't fist fight me because I'd win. Yeah, and you agree, so I don't have to fist fight you. No, I know, but you, between me and you, she'd pick me. That's I would all, pick that's all you. I'm saying. I would pick you between me and you. Too. <laughs> I don't even know if she swings that way, but you know, no, who cares? Julia Stiles has been in a ton of movies. Save the Last Dance, which we'll probably fucking watch for oh, this podcast at some point. It's on my list. A bunch of Born Identity movies. The awful Omen remake. That movie, like, it's it's a popular horror movie that a lot of people have seen. It fucking sucks so bad. It is so fucking long. It makes no sense. I hate it. We will not be watching that for the podcast. That's, that is your review of the Omen remake. It okay. fucking sucks, and it's horrible. It's one of the worst big-budget movies I've ever seen. So many more movies, though. She's been in so much stuff. Next up, rest his soul. And I, there were points in this movie where I was watching him and I was sad. Heath. Heath Ledger as Patrick. Uh, here's the thing about Heath Ledger. People always point out how great he is because of two roles. 
Joker in The Dark Knight, mm-hmm. obviously. And his role in Brokeback Mountain, obviously. Amazing. Both of them. Like, they're legendary performances. I'm not, like, trying to say they're overrated or anything. They're mm-hmm. fucking awesome. But you can see how good he really is as an actor in movies like this. Like this, um, Knight's Tale. Oh, I love a Knight's Tale. Lords of Dogtown. He is fucking outstanding in this movie. Mm-hmm. He is, well, Julia Stiles is really good too, but he is like so much better than everyone else in this movie. Mm-hmm. And he's he's like amazing in these few roles, like the three in particular that I mentioned, that you don't even watch the movie looking for something like that. Like he doesn't have to be outstanding in them, but he's really awesome. Mm-hmm. And they're not like these iconic cultural performances. But he's always, by far, the best performance in movies, including ones that you're not even looking for the best performance in. He just fucking stands out. And it breaks my heart that he died so young. Yeah. Yeah, he was really good. Next up is a young Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who looks almost exactly the same right now as Cameron. He looks exactly the same. (laughs) He does not age. (laughs) Uh, Julia Stiles looks exactly the same, too. Yeah. They both look exactly the same now. Um, they are vampires. He was also in a Batman movie, Dark Knight Rises, which is, of the three, in my opinion, the worst one. I don't like that one that much. He's another one that's just been in a fucking metric ton of good movies. Um, Looper, awesome. Inception, awesome. Knives Out, awesome. Angels in the Outfield, awesome. Beethoven, awesome. <laughs> Halloween H2O? Not awesome. They can't all be good. You you are going to miss sometimes when you're in that many movies. Some of them are going to suck. Another movie that will probably not be covered on the podcast because oh it's awful. Lastly, we've got Larissa Olenek as Bianca. Bianca is a cool name, mm-hmm. and it reminds me of that breath spray from the 90s. Bianca. Okay. She is most well-known, in my opinion at least, for The Secret World of Alex Mack, where she played Alex Mack. Mm-hmm. And then this. She's been in a lot, but a lot of it has been TV shows. She was in the super underrated Third Rock from the Sun. And jo- I remember that. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt was also in that. Mm-hmm. But let's get on with the movie. I could cover cast all day, and I don't want to. Yeah, and that makes me sleepy. And those are like the main four. The movie starts off with a band warming up and the credits roll. It is so fucking 90s, I don't know how I'm going to survive this. Neon drawings for the names, bare naked ladies, weird fucking cut to the city that looks like it was a fucking PowerPoint transition. It's like concentrated 90s, this whole movie. Well, when did it come out? In the 90s. Okay, but, but then. I mean, it, this is so 90s. It is very, I'd, I'd like to have the kids watch it and see like what they don't get that we get. Oh, yeah. Be- because this is like... The fentanyl of 90s nostalgia. (laughs) The clothes, everything. Mm -hmm. Cute girls bopping in their convertible BW cat in our shitbox car with bad reputation blasting. We just saw Joan Jett. We did. We love Joan Jett. She is timeless. Yeah, it it was awesome. Yes, it was amazing time. Go see Joan Jett when she goes on tour again at a fair. Go see her at a fair. The guidance counselor is named Miss Perky. Fake news? She's not very perky. No. I don't know. Maybe her boobs are perky. I don't know. 
She is. She would use the adjective. Yes. She is writing erotic fiction. So she would be right up your alley. Uh, she even calls the students shit for brains. Also probably right up your alley. Mm-hmm. You like talking about kids like that. This is where we meet Cameron. And right after that, we meet Patrick Verona. He is being chastised for exposing himself to the lunch lady. It was just a bratwurst. It was just a bratwurst. And this, Miss Pergy implies he has a small dick. Mm-hmm. And then she uses the word bratwurst in her romance novel. This movie is kind of fucking wild. Yeah. It's a weird movie. It is. And a little sexual for teenagers. For PG-13 movie? Yeah. Yeah. So this movie... Which is why I didn't get a lot of it when I was younger, because I didn't know anything about sex in my young teen years. Right. But this is very, very 1999 when it came out. The humor is is good. Like, I probably got a lot of the humor when I saw this at that age, because... I was an advanced child. Mm-hmm. So something that happens, and this hits a lot of the beats of Clueless, and I'll go over a couple of them as we go. The first beat it hits is we get the classic 90s, these are the clicks talk. Mm-hmm. So we got the jocks, potheads, cowboys, coffee kids, preppies, etc. Very, very much like Clueless. Mm-hmm. But Cameron is enchanted with Bianca. Bianca is very deep. She likes her sketchers. Loves her Prada backpack. Right. She's also not on a date. And her friend loves her Skechers, but that's because she doesn't have a Prada backpack. Yeah, she's a little poorer, I guess. And now it's Kat. Super feminist. Um, They're in class. She's going on a rant. Patrick checks in to see what he missed. Kat explains the patriarchy sucks. He listens and leaves. Mm-hmm. He's like, good. That was enough. Yeah, he got everything he needed out of the class. And she got kicked out. Yes. And the black guy had a, I don't remember his name, so I just called him the black guy, but whatever. Um, he had a really good point. He's like, in all your ranting, you never ask why they never pick one book written by a black person. Mm-hmm. And he talks about how oppressed she is in her rich suburbs. Yeah. And complaining about whatever girl. you white girls complain about. Yeah. Pretty on point. You're starting to hear a lot more of that now. Yeah. But yeah, she gets sent to the um, office for her outburst, and Perky is so fucking horny. This is the horniest lady. You would read this book if she added one vampire or alien to it. Rich. Right? Quit. This is the shit you read. Kinda. Kinda. Uh-huh. Apparently, Cat watched a boy kick himself in the balls. I like Cat. I was kind of the male her. Don't, don't do what everybody expects you to do. Did you have a deep reason for it? Like her? Mm, no. I've just always kind of been like that. I think it's genetic. Maybe I'm just an asshole. Joey Donner. He's a jerk off. That was Kat's enemy. He's going to score Bianca for fun. The thrill of the hunt. Mm-hmm. He already has money. Yeah, he don't need money. He needs a virgin. Mm-hmm. Like he's going to fucking do a ritual. Well, their dad thought they were going to do Yeah, rituals. Yeah, he almost talked him into it. Bianca needs a French tutor, and Cameron is just a man for the job. But he doesn't know French. He doesn't speak French. That is immaterial. He'll learn it. He's studious. He's industrious. He's going to make up for his defects with hard work. Blue-collar guy. I like him. For her part, Bianca is getting in Joey's car. So you see where this is fucking going. Mm -hmm. 
and it's time for some zaniness as Michael crashes his motorcycle down a hill. The Stratfords? Rich. That's why the teacher had that very enlightening speech about rich white girls. Well, yeah, their dad's an OBGYN. Yeah. Kat was accepted to Sarah Lawrence all the way on the other side of the country. Dad wants her to stay here. Kat changes the subject to who drove Bianca home. I like that. That's the shit I do. Yeah. I do that all the fucking time. I'm like, oh, I did something wrong. Why don't we talk about something else? Yeah. Maybe someone else. You even do that when we fight. You're let's, like, yeah, but you, let's, that one time, let's five get, years ago. Let, and, and it has nothing to do with our fight. Yeah. 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 I'm very good at ob- obfuscating, changing the subject, not answering questions. Answering questions with a question? Yes. Deflection? An- answering a question with an answer to a completely different question so we can talk about that instead. I can talk a little bit. I'm not bad at it. This is where we find out the rule. No dating until you after you graduate. And we also find out he's a gynecologist. He's very worried about them getting pregnant, mm-hmm. especially after their mom left. Well, he's elbow deep in placenta all day. All day. That's all he does. <laughs> Just, some dudes are elbow deep in an engine. This man is elbow deep in placenta. Mm-hmm. They do come up with a new rule, though. Bianca can date when Kat does. And that's the whole premise of the movie. But she's a mutant. She might never date. Yeah. He likes, he likes the sound that. Of that. So Bianca shows up to tutoring. Cameron asks her out, but she's not allowed to date. She's explaining a new rule to him. Bianca is manipulating Cameron into finding Kat a date. There is a lot of manipulation in this movie. Yes, everyone plays everyone. Mm-hmm. Except Julia Stiles. Kat doesn't play anybody. No, she doesn't. She's the only authentic one throughout the entire movie. Cameron arguably is too, but he's authentic in that he just wants Bianca. He has no yeah. ulterior motives. Well, he did He did set the whole thing up, though. I mean, it was yes. his idea. Yes, to... he's involved in the deception, mm-hmm. but his motives are always clear to everyone. Yeah. He wants Bianca. And he thinks there's more to her than what she shows. Correct. Bianca, for her part in this movie, kind of never pays a price. Everyone else pays a price at some point. Michael, not really, but, like, he's a dork and he crashes a motorcycle. But, like, no one ever pays a price. Everyone pays a price except for Bianca. Bianca never pays a price. She gets yelled at a little bit. She gets out of it. That's it. Yeah. Um, Kat never holds it against her. I'm not even sure Kat knows she knew because she definitely knew. Mm-hmm. Like, Bianca knew because she helped go through her bedroom later on. Yeah. But she never pays a price for it, which is kind of weird. So it's up to Cameron and Michael to play matchmaker. The current interviewees are losers and not interested. So that tells you how hard this is going to be. Because no girls would be interested in these guys, and they're not even willing to do it. They are even named losers at the end of this. In the credits. Yeah, I'll go over it. We're watching the credits. You should see the list of names I pulled out of there. You'll hear them. (laughs) Now we get to hear about Patrick. He spent a year in prison. He lit a state trooper on fire. He sold his liver on the black market for speakers. He drills a hole in a French book because someone said hi to him. He ate a live duck once. He spent the last year in jail. Yeah, everything but the feet and the beak of the duck, too. Mm -hmm. So he does have some standards. Very interesting. The idea is to pay Patrick. So that's got to be Joey. Someone with money that's stupid. That's who they had to find. Mm -hmm. So they picked the perfect fucking rube. Michael is making a sales pitch. Joey, he's drawing a jack on his face. Joey is at least interested, though. Mm-hmm. 
and um, Michael is not surprised. He has a dick on his face. He's he's not as upset as you would think either. Nope, he just takes it. Yeah. First offer, 20 bucks. Somehow they get up to 50 bucks. That isn't no money. That is not any money. Well, 50 bucks in 1999 when you're 16 to 18. Maybe. I don't know. He doesn't seem poor. I mean, 50 bucks now won't even fill our gas tank up. But right. back then, we could fill our gas tank up with 20 bucks. I guess, but I mean, I after mean, fill you... fill it up. I mean, after you pay for a date and everything, you don't have much of that 50 bucks Yeah, but it was only like $5 to go to the movies then. I know, but still, you're talking about a net of $30? I think that much for this rich kid to pay. That's true. 20 was ridiculous. Yes. That's all he thought she was worth. This actually leads me to believe that he wanted to take her out in the first place. He just needed motivation to do it. Yeah. That it was it was never about the money. The money was just the thing that got him off his ass to do it. Mm-hmm. First shot doesn't work, um, but I think it makes him more interested. He likes this too. This is never a burden or imposition on him. He, well, some boys like the chase. Yes, they do. Some boys. Bianca is wearing mom's pearls. This infuriates Cat. Mom left them. Like, it's weird that mom left them. Like, she didn't die. Mm-hmm. She just is like, fuck it. Out of here. And left her pearls and shit. It's yeah, weird. you usually say the, yeah. the dads run off, huh? Yeah, like, the one parent thing is a standard 90s trope, because I think so many of us had divorced parents that it's all over these kind of movies. Um, Clueless, one parent, the dad, mm-hmm. again. Weird. But didn't the mom die in Clueless? Or did she leave too? I don't know. I don't remember. But it's a standard 90s trope. It's just usually a shitty dad. The dad in this movie is somewhat similar to the dad in Clueless too. Yeah, they're pretty good mm-hmm. and overprotective a bit. Mm-hmm. But not not monsters. No. They're well-intentioned, overprotective parents, mm-hmm. not shithead, abusive parents. So Kat is not afraid of Patrick. She has thought of him naked. I want you, I need you, oh baby, oh baby. Yes. Very. How many times do I say that to you in that tone? Um, multiple times a week. <laughs> Not every day, but almost. <clears throat> Joey parks her car in, which is a dick move. She smashes it, yeah. but Patrick fucking loves it. So he actually did help a little bit there by by getting his car fucking destroyed. But her dad's insurance doesn't cover PMS. No, so she had a seizure. That's what you say. That's what she said. Joey gets a little pushy, and Patrick ups the fucking price. Now we are talking real money. 100 bucks a date. That is real money. There you go. Yeah. 50 bucks to just get it done is nothing. 100 bucks a date is real money. So Cameron and Michael come clean to Patrick, and they're going to help him. So they actually do all the work here. Bogey Lowenstein's party for MBAs only is getting spread to everyone. Michael's payback for spreading IZOD rumors and a place to take cat. Because mm-hmm. you don't want to get your fucking IZOD shit at the, the outlet store. Is th- Are the outlets cheaper? I, I don't feel like they are. I feel like they were in maybe the 90s. Back, yeah, back then. They are not now. No, because like it when you bought <clears throat> when you bought a pair of Nikes from Foot Locker. Back then, I think you had a bigger markup or something, but they're not cheaper. It costs the same because you yeah. can just order it off their website. 
Yeah, everything's the same now. Yeah, I don't think outlets are cheaper. There's just more, it's all centralized. All those stores are just right there. Right. I don't think you save any fucking money right. going All the, the stores are all in one spot. Yeah. Like a mall, except outside. That's exactly what it is. It is a mall outside. And all that the malls only... are shut down, but the outlets are still yeah. there. It's but a, it's, it's a they mall. are standard price now. A, it's a mall that's outside <laughs> that only carries products from one brand. That's yeah. what the outlets are. Yeah. So everyone's playing everyone here. One, Except Cat. Huh? Except Cat. Except Cat. She is getting played. One rule, no smoking. Bad news. So they're going through a room. She has black panties. You don't buy black lingerie unless you want someone to see it. Mm-hmm. You have tons of black underwear. I you do. Want, you want them bitches seen. See my underwear. I have I have underwear with like monster trucks on it. I mean, if they're black, but they're still like granny panties yeah that doesn't count i was asking i mean i have like fancy underwear but only wear those for fancy occasions because they're not literally for the five minutes it takes you to see them and notice that i made the effort and then take them right the fuck off and not put them on afterwards like it better not be a date if it's a date i'm bringing comfortable underwears for afterwards to ride myself home when yeah like no i'll change in the bathroom meanwhile i have like boxer briefs with monster trucks Mm -hmm. and like Eagles and American flags, mm-hmm. and and like clouds in the shape of, of, of ra- sex. Of, yeah, of like sex, <laughs> sex positions. <laughs> yeah, I I don't have sexy underwear. I have a couple pairs of solid colored underwear. I mean, you have underwear that have sex on them. Yeah, which, but I wouldn't call them sexy underwear. Yeah, I I'm a child, so. Mm-hmm. But I I guess my solid con- colored underwear would be my sexy underwear. And I'm just practical. Yes. We're going to take them off anyway. Why do I have to wear something fancy up my butt crack? I'm fun. You're comfortable. We like who we are as people. Mm-hmm. We're not trying to just be miserable adults. Let us be. Michael and Cameron are in a biker bar to find Patrick. Um, Patrick is now a non-smoker. They imply Patrick isn't pretty. He is obviously pretty. He's very pretty. Yeah. Like, Come objectively on. pretty. Probably prettier than Joey, who just looks like a fucking greasy scumbag. Yeah, he he looks like he looks like a fucking con man. He looks like he would sell you a life insurance policy that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. He has to go to Club Skunk, and he can't be seen at Club yeah, he Skunk. Can't be seen there. He is one of eight guys there. Three of them are in the band. The weirdest part about this scene: he cannot be seen at Club Skunk. The bartender knows him by name. Yeah, how? Why? I don't understand. What is? What are you doing there tonight, he says. I don't understand what that's about. Like, does he go there? Like, is it a club that does, like, uh, different things on different nights, you know? Like, they have, like, her kind of music on Tuesdays and his kind of music on Fridays, maybe? I got the implication that that is a gay bar. Really? That's why it was all girls there for that band. Hmm. But I don't know if that's true. I don't know. I thought maybe he's a bi dude. I'll take it. They didn't just come right out and say it. What does it matter to you if he's bi? I would be the one taking it. (laughs) You don't have to be there. But she doesn't say no. He's dead now anyway. Yeah, he's dead. Don't talk about the dead like that. He's in heaven. He can hear you. Hey. 
she didn't say no, though. No. She didn't say yes, but more importantly, she didn't say no. So he'll see her at 9.30. Yeah, they're going to go to this party, and it's just a party. Like, hell is a sauna. Cat does cave, and they do go. Mm-hmm. But first, Bianca must wear the belly. I wish we had one of those bellies, because I would wear it, like, two places. Man, you would wear it for fun. I know. That's what I mean. I wish we had the belly so I could wear it to Walmart. Oh, my God. You're so weird. Party's a rager. Like, this was not how it was supposed to be. This is a very nice house. Child is very protective of his parents' things. This is payback from Michael for the Izod shit. Yes. And there's a fight. This was always my favorite part of high school and parties. Ooh, fight! Yeah, everyone would scream fight, and you'd be like, oh, I gotta run to the fight! <laughs> Loved it. I miss it. Cat is getting drunk. Patrick, Patrick's weirdly not into this, because he's not a maniac. He mm-hmm. just wants to be himself. He doesn't want to be a badass or whatever. He just wants to be him. Cameron strikes out with Bianca, which is lame, because now he knows she used him. Mm-hmm. Can't be too upset, though, because he's doing the same fucking thing. Bianca does realize how empty-headed Joey is, and she realizes she fucked up. Yeah. Joey is exactly what her dad is warning her about. Yes. Patrick spends the whole party trying to save Kat from herself, who is now dancing on a table, very sexily, Mm -hmm. before knocking herself out with a chandelier. This scene is straight from Clueless. Oh, yeah. The rolling with the homie scene. This is the exact same fucking scene. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think Patrick ever did this for the money, like I said earlier. Not not once. I think the money was a motivator to get him moving, but I think he was always into her. Mm -hmm. Because who else would he be into? That is the type of girl he would be into. Mm -hmm. Someone who wants to just be herself. Yep. The money was good, and he took it because it was something he wanted to do anyway, and it was a way to fuck. Um, yeah, if he's going to take his money. I mean, yeah. he's giving it away. Because he was even more interested in it after Michael and Cameron went to him. Mm-hmm. He tried harder after that because he was never, he never wanted Joey to get that girl. Plus, some boys just like the chase. Yeah, some boys like the chase. Quit rolling your eyes. Taking care of someone while they're puking is true love. I am so sorry, but I am getting the fuck away from you if you're puking. You've taken care of me. One time, and that's because I thought you would die. And I'm never going to hear the end of it. No. Fucking puking in the tub, tub puker. Chastity goes with Joey. Just fucking slithers right in there. What a bitch. Mm -hmm. She just ditches her best friend. Yep. Stabs her right in the back. Don't even care. It's almost like she said, you're a virgin that can't drive. Oh my God, Stop. But Kat is falling for our boy. Mm-hmm. This the scene in the car. So like people are like, oh, movies, movies don't really impact anything. Like violence in movies doesn't lead to violence or whatever. But I don't. I do believe that. I don't think anybody ever shot up a school because they saw a fucking a violent movie or whatever because they saw Terminator. Mm-hmm. But I do think there's things in movies that stick with you and hit you a little bit. Yeah. And. The scene in the car where he won't kiss her because she's drunk, when I saw that in high school, that formed like a huge part of my consent zealotry. Like mm-hmm. everybody has to be okay with this and in their right mind. 
So that scene stuck with me forever. Right. You can't give consent if you're so drunk that you're puking. Right. Good. That's especially if you're so like if you're sober. The Cameron Bianca car is more awkward somehow. He's like flat out browbeating her and chastising her for what she did to him. But he does end up with a kiss for his trouble. Where? <laughs> In the car. <laughs> and and if I'm being honest, that would that should actually fix everything between them. The kiss. That should all those problems solved. That'll do it. Yeah. Yeah, that'll do it. That'll do it. One kiss, that's all you need. In in that situ- in that scenario when he's been fighting so hard for her and he's gotten nothing to mm-hmm. get the kiss, that's all a guy needs. That's it. You don't have to apologize or anything. It says it all. Cat cat compliments the teacher and he throws her out of class for it. I've been there. <laughs> I asked a teacher what her name was one time because I had a different name on my schedule, like the third day of school or whatever. And I had a different name on the schedule and they shared a room. And I asked if their name was the other teacher's name. And she goes, J- just get out. I'm like, but just go. I'm like, okay. So I went. Wow. Yeah. I ended up having a pretty good relationship with that teacher eventually. But it was really, it was really weird. That is weird. But it's just my reputation preceded me. So I'm assuming she thought I was being a dickhead. And if there was a chance that you could have been a dickhead about it, you would have. Correct. But I wasn't. <laughs> I was just confused because my schedule had a different teacher's name on it and they shared the room. Mm-hmm. Michael somehow is into the goth girl. Um, she is already involved, though, with Shakespeare. Yes, they're involved. She is Kat's friend. She kind of comes out of nowhere. She was there in the beginning. When I know, she was but driving away from school the first time. But but there's nothing. Yeah, there's no. Yeah. For her part, Cat hates Patrick with the fire of a thousand suns. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. That's a lot of fire. Joey still wants to take Bianca to the prom, and um, Bianca shoots her gym teacher in the ass with an arrow, which is also a scene out of Clueless. Uh huh. Very similar movies. Mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't even have made the, all these connections had we not just watched Clueless like two weeks ago. Yeah. But it's so fresh in my mind that I'm like, holy fuck. <laughs> There's a lot of Clueless in this fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Patrick is now getting $300 to take her to the prom. And Patrick's trying. But he's had no impact on her panties. <laughs> None. Do not think for one second you've had any impact on my panties. I bet he has. So he's got to go big. It's time for the best part of this movie. I love this part. He's got the microphone, the PA system, the band. I love you, baby. And if it's quite all right, I need you, baby. Getting the band involved was the best. Yes, it was awesome. It was so good. So he is going to be able to warm her lonely nights Mm -hmm. because this works. Because this has to work. Mm -hmm. Him sliding down the pole, that would have been enough. How, how did he get on the roof to slide down the pole? He wasn't on the roof, I don't think. That was like the like the press box. Okay. I think he came out of it, and there's probably like stairs and a platform behind the booth, and that's and where the pole, the pole is. He slid down the pole. He's even got security after him. Mm-hmm. Smacks one of them on the booty. I love that part. It's, a, it's such a great fucking scene. He's so fun. He's yep. also got the tension. Yeah. This is worth the tension. 
Like, you fucking, you're like, I'm cool with detention after all this shit. Teacher confiscates pot and Cheetos. Mm-hmm. Solid move. The, che- this. the Cheetos. This too. The Cheetos. Because he's going to do the pot. That was clutch. Yeah, that's thinking ahead. Cat mm-hmm. is going to free Patrick. She's going to use misdirection. Her plan to win the soccer game is to show them her tits. Mm-hmm. I like the plan. Yeah, she could have showed us the plan. Yeah, I didn't see the plan. But I like the idea of the plan. Mm-hmm. I like someone that will dazzle you with their wits. <laughs> yeah, their wits. What's crazy is she is so hot, but she hardly has any boobs. But, oh my God, I still like them. Yeah, yeah, she's the best. She's gorgeous. Like, if I could have only embraced my small boobies because of her. Yes, but you alas, need, need I a, still needed more. You needed a small boobed mentor. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she was there my whole life, yeah. but still, it just just didn't stick. I learned my lesson. You didn't learn yours from the movie. <laughs> Paddle boats and paintball. Let's fucking go. I wonder if this paintball balloon thing still exists. Covering each other in paint was like mainstream in the '90s. Paintball was everywhere. They had like this bullshit. I would I would play this kind of paintball, but not the ones with the guns. Cause ow, yeah, I blew so easily. God, I had a birthday party one year, and my dad like splurged and he rented out the entire paintball facility mm-hmm. and paid for all the paintballs and shit. Oh my god, we played paintball for like fucking eight hours, covered in welts. It was the best. Wow. But covering each other in paint was, like, extremely mainstream in the 90s mm-hmm. for some reason. Now, it's relegated to, like, the kink community, and that's it. They're the <laughs> only ones that cover each other with paint. But, I mean, if that's how I got to get covered in paint, hit me <laughs> up on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> You're into messy kinks now? Sure. They go through the list of myths. Um, I love how they actually address the accent. He lived in Australia until he was 10. Mm-hmm. He's being a little pushy about the prom, but I didn't think he was being overly pushy. But it makes her skeptical. And he lights up a cigarette, which does not help her skepticism. Big mistake. Yeah. And you could tell he was up to something. You could also be like, if he was smoking, she would know. Yeah. Especially after she just made out with him for the last couple hours. Yeah. You could taste that shit. Yeah. So that's kind of weird. Bianca is pissed Cameron won't ask her out. He, he is kind of a fucking buffoon. They're making googly eyes at each other in the halls and shit. And he gets the kiss and he's like, well, that's all I wanted. Like, no, dummy. Mm-hmm. Ask her out now. What are you doing? Bianca is trying to go to the prom. She wants normalcy. Her dad thinks she wants those Dawson's kids getting jiggy with it. He has the 411. He's hip. I'm down with it. I got the 411. But that's what happens when you're up to your elbows in placenta all day. You're not going out and getting jiggy with some guy. I don't care how dope his ride is. <laughs> this guy's awesome. Cat comes clean. She dated Joey in ninth grade. Cat fucked Joey in ninth grade. Yep. Also, virginity told him he got one of the virgins. Mm-hmm. That's probably why he wants Bianca so bad. Fucking gross bastard. She regretted it, and that's why she doesn't do what everyone else does. Mm-hmm. Bianca's kind of rightfully pissed about this because she's fucking keeping her trapped because of her mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think Kat is a bad person for this either. I, I see both sides of it. Mm-hmm. Especially, I mean, I, 
as the older sister, I would want to protect my younger sister. Even if she wanted to learn it herself, I would rather learn the lesson for her and protect her. Cat going to the prom. Cat's dress is way nicer than Bianca's. Bianca's dress is fucking stupid looking. Cat's is awesome. Don't be mean. I'm sure she didn't really pick out the dress. And like Clueless, they have a ska band playing the dance. So fucking 90s. There's four years in the 90s you can get away with having a ska band in a cool setting. That's mm -hmm. it. It's like 95, 99, you're done. Um, Clueless was the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. This band is Save Ferris. The favor he calls in is Letters to Cleo, who was the band at Club Skunk. Mm -hmm. They are probably most well known for the cover of Cheap Trick's I Want You to Want Me that plays in the credits of this song. Mm -hmm. um, Cheap Trick was the first concert I ever went to. I was eight years old. Aww. It was the Bloomsburg Fair where we just saw Joan Jett. <laughs> Cat apologizes for questioning his motives, which sucks in about three minutes. Yep. <laughs> that apology. You know, this movie does do everything pretty quickly yeah. like yeah it, it's there's not a overrated. lot that happens and they don't drag it out no it could have been longer like they could have made it longer i don't think it should but i'm glad they didn't yeah yeah I don't think, it's, um, they didn't drag it out too much 98 minutes i think it was i didn't write it down because there were no boobs kills anything like that in this movie no jump scares i mean there were boobs that you just didn't get to see them yeah well they don't count patrick's even telling all kinds of truths like where he was and everything mm -hmm. Sadly, Joey just tells the biggest truth of them all, confirming Kat's suspicions. Nothing in it for you, huh? Yeah. Joey threatens Cameron. Joey punches Cameron. Bianca punches Joey and then knees him in the balls. She punches him twice. Yes. And then knees him in the balls. Yeah, he definitely got the worst That's of this. That's for making my date bleed. That's for my sister. That's for me. Yeah. So he got, he, he got his for sure. He has a fucking... No spray ad coming up. That is, he's going to miss it. In the it. morning. Patrick is pleading. He goes for the kiss, which... Oof, oof. No, that's the wrong time. Yeah, I don't like that. But he was emotional, so I'll give him a pass. Cat the next day is obviously sat on the porch. Bianca really feels for her. Low-key, though, she's a villain who helped set this up. And I don't know if Cat knows that. No, they don't seem to talk to each other too much. No, but this is the most touching scene they have. And we get a really touching moment with Dad. He doesn't actually want Cat to be Bianca. He'd kind of like Bianca to be Ka more Cat. He just misses being able to be Cat's dad because she's so capable, mm -hmm. which I guess is understandable. He already sent the check to Sarah Lawrence. Like I said, this isn't a shitty dad. This is a good dad who's a little bit overprotective. He is not a fucking villain well, in this movie at all. it's because he's elbow deep in placenta all day. I know, and none of us can relate to that. No. I've never even touched a placenta. I can't imagine having them up to my elbows. I made a couple placentas. Yeah, you created them, so you've touched some. Class time. Kat is going to read her poem. For some reason, Patrick showed up to class this day. The poem still almost gets me. Almost makes you cry? Yeah. They don't come out, but they're there, and it's... Almost surely on the shoulders of her, her acting because she's fucking emotional and awesome when mm -hmm. she's reading it. Buddy bought her a guitar, so things are better. So to be clear, girl hurts guy, kiss guy. Guy hurts girl, buy musical instrument, and it's good. Mm -hmm. That's all you got to do. So like... 
I mean, that does kind of show that it wasn't about the money. He spent the money on her. Yeah, and he always spent the money on her. Like they never, he never, they never once showed him with something he didn't already have. He didn't right. have some new boots or a new car, which he couldn't afford a new car with that little money anyway. They never showed him really benefiting from this money because, like, he took her on the boat ride. He took her to play paintball. All of this was always going to her. Mm-hmm. He paid the guy to set up so he could sing to her, all mm-hmm. that shit. None of it. He never really profited. And Letters to Cleo plays us out. They're on top of a building for some reason because it was the 90s, and we like fucking things on top of buildings. Friends were on top of the building. Yeah. <laughs> fucking bands were always playing on top of buildings and shit. It was a weird time. There are so many videos from like TRL of bands on top of buildings, on top of buildings mm-hmm. and shit. I don't know. I don't know. Well, even TRL was up high. Yeah. The big giant window. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Everybody was on top of buildings in the 90s. Mm-hmm. That's all we did. That's weird. I didn't think about that. This mo- this movie is filled with unnamed characters. So this is this is not a comprehensive list. This is just a chunk that I got in order. I skipped none of the names. We have Cohort, Coffee Girl, Drugged Out Loser, Wimpy Loser, Laughing Loser, Crying Loser, and Screaming Loser. <laughs> and I think I think you pointed out one of their names is spelled wrong. It's Heather, but it's spelled wrong. Like Yeah, it was like H-E-A-T-H-R-E. Yeah, so maybe that's how they spell it, but it could have just been spelled wrong. Heathery. So we both love this movie. Yeah. Right? As yeah. far as I'm concerned, this is the best rom-com ever made. Really? Yeah, I fucking adore this movie. Like, if you're like, what's your guilty pleasure movie? It would be this. I fucking love this movie. It scratches. So does that mean that you're going to be nice to me for the next round? Maybe. It scratches every itch from nostalgia to laughs to everything. I love it. The cast is so good. The mm-hmm. cast is far better than it has any right to be, which I think also helps the movie because everybody in it's fucking awesome. Well, I'm glad you liked it. Even, um,. Even we like we didn't talk about her because I just wanted to get the cast over with. I just want I usually do like the top four or whatever. Chastity's Gabrielle Union, who's like an A list fucking actress. Like every single person in this movie is fucking awesome. Ten Things I Hate About You made sixty point four million on a budget of thirteen million. It has a seventy one percent critic score and a nice sixty nine percent audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. Nice. Terrible score is for this movie it kicks way more ass than that get the fuck out of here i gave it a fucking five out of five on letterbox because i love this movie i gave it a 10 fucking 10 so there are a lot of shakespeare references all throughout this movie mm-hmm. do you know why no this is based on a shakespeare play this is a modernization of shakespeare's the taming of the shrew oh so like a lot of times the book's better than the movie I feel like this this isn't the case. This movie's probably better than that fucking play. You just called 10 Things I Hate About You Better Than Shakespeare? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Okay. I don't... Listen. I don't, I don't need to impress anybody. I'm not even sure Shakespeare was one person. A lot of people think he was a bunch of people. Okay. But I'm not cultured. I don't think I've made any... You uncultured smart. I don't think I've made any delusions about that. I like trash in many cases. So, yeah. Yeah, like the horror movies that you make me watch. They're not all trash. Sometimes I throw trash in there, but I like it. So, I'm sorry. So, that's 10 Things I Hate About You. Probably the best rom-com we've watched, I would say. Do you think you could think of 10 Things You Hate About Me? 
No. Oh, come on. I can think of ten things you hate about me. No. I'll do it for my homework next week. Yeah, I'm not falling into that fucking trap. <laughs> it's the afternoon. We can't even, like, awkwardly sleep this away if I fucking answer that question. No, self-preservation. I am not out of my fucking mind. <laughs> so do you have anything else to add? Nope. Then say goodbye, Carolyn. Goodbye, Carolyn. <laughs>